right. And we're just going to dive into it. We'll just dive into it, right, Betty? We, yeah. You know, we're, we're pros. We're both uh, professionals, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> or we pretend to be professionals. Well, well, you're you're a professional with this. Yeah. Well, you're a professional at a lot of other things, too. Yeah, but not at... Not at uh podcasting look at you staring at your notes like this is gonna be homework it's not a test or anything don't worry you won't get anything wrong um you won't get a buzzer uh i do have a buzzer on uh, here though mm. i do have one now i won't use it though look out the lever get away from that lever you'll blow us all to atoms All right, let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. This is Rob Elba here. And uh, once again, I'm at my friend uh, Frank Falestra, a.k.a. Rat Bastard Studio in beautiful South Beach. Uh, because once again, we're doing someone in Miami. And I guess, Rat, this is going to be how it is now. When someone's in Miami, I have to come here and do it at Rat's. Because people... Now, uh, let me ask you, if, I, uh, if I'd asked you to drive to Broward, would you have come to Broward to do the interview? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I like, Broward is like, appreciate, I know. like I going to fucking Portland, honest. Oregon, you know? Whatever. I know. <laughs> I, I appreciate your honesty. Um, all right. Well, before you've, uh, that, that's a sneak preview of our guests that we have here. But before that, I want to mention a couple of new patrons to the show. We have Keith Michaud or Michaud. I, I know how to, I, I know Keith, but uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And Woody, we'd like to uh, welcome Woody. Just using first, you know, some people become patrons and they just give us like a nickname or the first name because maybe they don't want to be associated with the show or something. I don't know. Maybe they're under uh, the witness protection program, but that's fine. Uh, so Betty went to grab another beer. Smart. Good move. Uh, because my special guest tonight is a returning guest, artist, musician, drummer in many great bands. Welcome to the show. Beatrice, a.k.a. Betty. Her friends call her Betty. Montevero? Montevaro, yes. Montevaro, there you go. All right. You know her from Holly Hunt. Uh, most recent, the most recent band is Savic. Savic. Yes. Savage Savic. <laughs> so, uh, and she's a savage drummer. And what are we talking about tonight? Babe? We're talking about Adam and the Ants' Kings <laughs> of the Wild Frontier. There you go. And you're, all right, so the, the album you did the last time was the Go-Go's, Beauty, Beauty and the Beat. The Beat. Yep. And so I'm detecting a theme here. I'm detecting, and uh, I appreciate, this is something I realize that I appreciate about you, Betty, because the stuff that you loved when you were younger, you still love, right? Yes. And, and you still love it, and you don't. A belittle it now or think, oh, that's just kid stuff. That's what I was into. Oh, when no, I was a no, kid, no. It's right? formative shit. You're formative. Yeah. Yes, even even like Kiss. You like own up to like. Uh, I, 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 like, right? I like the, the disco record because I had it, you know? Because you, you know? had it. Yeah, right. Half of it is good. The other half is terrible. Well, no, all of it's not necessarily going to be great, going to be gold, but you still appreciate it. Um, but this record, I know, I knew already you were a fan. And, uh, and I. I remember when this album came out. All right, so we're talking about Kings of the Wild Frontier, which was uh, originally released in 1980, November 1980 in the UK. But we're discussing the US version because that's the one me and you both got, right? Yes, yes. I, I, I decided to be cool and say the American version LP because really what I had was the American cassette which is a different version also it has it's the it's a different order slightly oh okay and okay. it and it adds beat my fucking guess beat my guest oh, and okay. and um which is a great song which is a killer song and sand deliver so it adds like the oh okay wow well, they were just throwing no everything no 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 it's, it's beat, <laughs> be my guest was the b-side of sand deliver okay so they, Santa deliver really was on the his next record i though, know right? it was weird i had okay. i had it on both tapes but right. anyways but I, that's unfair to have it's like the record is too stacked then even right. We would be my guest as two stacked. No, you. Uh, that's good. I, I agree. The U.S. version is a good one to talk about because I, they did actually, they changed the order and they added some songs that Dude, were cool. Physical, my God. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I almost feel like, what it, you know, that's 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 not a King's of Frontier without physical. 
Yeah, right, right. So and and so it came out in the U.S. in '81, in February '81, and it's the same year, Beauty and the Beat. Like the same oh, there you go. Same okay. Exact year. So how old, if you don't mind me, uh, uh, not that I'm trying to date you or anything, but how old a, a young person were you when these came out? I was ten, but um, I don't, I don't, I didn't get them when they came out. You oh, know? you didn't? No, oh, okay. I was like I late, late to the party. Oh, were you really yeah, late yeah. to the party? I mean, okay. a little bit. Like, you know, I was 12 or something. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so you know, not that late. No, no. Like, uh, I, when I first, I mean, it was like MTV, you know, it was like, uh, I guess like fifth grade, like the videos were starting to roll, you know? Oh, okay. Like, Adam Man had like a killer video. So you first found out about him, you discovered him watching MTV? Was it, did you see him on MTV? Yeah, yeah. The like first a, time? a great okay. video for like, Amp Music, Stan Deliver had a great video. Um, yes, all right, I remember that. Uh, yeah, Stan Deliver video was like a movie. Stan Deliver! I'm a Danny Hyreman, a Yorkie scared to mention. I spent my cash on looking flash and grabbing your attention. The devil said you're stereo and you're Right, right, right. He said, "Mom, you said, Mom, uh, you have to take me to the store. I have to buy Adam and Eve." Uh, yeah, uh, Specs Records. So. <laughs> nice. Okay. And did you get both? Because was the other? I got both at the same time. It you was did. it was kind of a fight. Like my mom was like, "You have to pick, you know, Kings or Prince Charming," and I was like, yes. "No, I can't pick them. It has to be both." <laughs> and be she both. was super mad, but she did it. She gave in yeah. to you. I could imagine you were a very stubborn child. Maybe I... put your stamp your feet a little. Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I bet I did. We could probably call your mom and find out, ask her. Yeah, she'd be like, no, Betty was an angel. Of course. <laughs> probably, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so so what happened? So uh, did you ever, did you eventually dive into his first? Because Kings of the Wild Frontier was actually his second, second record, right? Yeah. Um, what It's interesting because uh, uh, a lot of like B-sides are from the first Ants. I mean, we almost need to talk about this before we get into this record right yeah no, um it's fine. but um so like let's segue in, in this way at, uh, at some point because i would get like the teen magazines too like tiger beat or whatever yeah and like they would you know be like there's a new record from adam and coming out but it's it's like the older you know songs and like he actually put out an american version of dork wears white socks that is slightly different it's almost the same i remember but that, it's yes. slightly different so i you know like there's two versions of that too with a different cover right so i got that version um, probably after even Friend or Foe and maybe even after Strip. Like, oh, okay. So, All right. So you so, took a dive uh, backwards yeah. uh, later on. And uh, what did you think of that stuff? It was really cool. It, it, was, it is cool. It it's really good, cool. but yeah. it's uh, different. It's different. It's yeah. different. And uh, and again, I think we need to talk about this right now before we go into this record. Because uh, there was two there was two versions of Adam and the Ants. The, this is from the second. This is the... the the, the beginnings of the second version of Adam and the Ants. Right. He had been around for a while, like toured. There's so many good like singles and stuff, peel sessions and whatnot of um, Adam and the Ants um, that you, you probably haven't heard. But one of the exciting things about being like a, a, a big fan, you know, through the years through you know high school, college and whatnot. He hired, you know, England. We're talking about London. All those bands uh, came out. From like seeing the Sex Pistols, like from the punk rock scene, from, right, right. from Malcolm McLaren's Sex Shop, you know, right, right, from that right. like the cultural revolution. Right. Um, like he he had been playing like in a '50s revival band called like the B Sides or something, you know. And like apparently when he saw the Sex Pistols, everyone had a, like sort of punk band, right? Yeah, right. Um, right. So um, he hired Malcolm McLaren, which had been the Pistols' manager, um, to because they weren't getting like quite famous enough for him or something right, they were right. too, too cult yeah um and um two weeks um uh, malcolm mclaren apparently made them and this was the first ants and adam um made them all a tape of like what perfect songs are or something right like like 10 songs yeah and uh i guess give them at least two copies or there was a second copy because by the end of the two weeks like one one of the like the guitar players said like oh hey adam i'm gonna i'm leaving i'm going with with Malcolm and then like it was the next guy too and then and then Adam's like hey Dave it's you and me you know and Dave's like no I'm with them too he told he took the whole band which ended up uh, being Bow Wow Wow later like he had it right 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 right? yeah so so right then and there um 
you know, I'm sure like Adam cried or whatever, but he, <laughs> he, he's pretty sensitive. Guy. Right. He, uh, he, uh, he, he um, got a new band together with Malcolm, uh, with Marco Peroni, who was very important and crucial songwriting for Ants 2, right? Um, so then new Ants number two and Bow Wow Wow were actually, because now Bow Wow is being managed by Malcolm McLaren, were in a race to um, use some of the ideas that Malcolm McLaren had put on this tape. Like, right. w w one of which, w the most important idea was um, this record called Burundi Black, which was like, uh, one side was like a field recording of Burundi drummers, um, and the other side was that with like sort of like a, like keyboards or something, right. and like the bass line or whatever, um, but it's set at 78. So like that's so both so both of them were trying to like be the first out with that sound, right? And I I I'm, I think Bow Wow might have like just got out first with like a single of like um a single right before uh, like the like the C C oh C thirty C sixty C ninety go. Which is awesome. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Which it has the Brundy beat, but like, yeah, and right. they and they all, and they had a similar clothing style too, right, you know, right, and right, like right. sort of ideas about like uh, the French Revolution, and, right? You know, uh, like uh, piratey, and yes, and like sort of you know uh, uh, explorers or you know like primitives yes, or something, yes, yes, you know, yes. um, like tribal, you know, drumming, you know, right, which, right, right, which right. is a, I think, like a terrible way to call it. Uh, now, like, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of yes. We will get into there's that. There's a lot some of things that we have to. We are gonna be discussing that are like. Good. Wow, I'm glad you're saying this that. Would because, yeah. now, you know, this would not fly now. You know, this would not fly now. Different times, Betty. Yes, yes, <laughs> and like it's still like I think it's cool. This is exi exists, and I don't think it was intentionally trying to be hurtful. But like, no, 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 no. There's I, some of my all. some of my notes just say LOL. You know? Yeah, right. I know because you think, <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> some of my notes say LOL, and I love this record. Right, of so, course. And I, and I like Bow Wow Wow a lot, too. I, Me, too. I yeah. just think they did it a little bit different. You know, it's a little bit more yeah. true African and a little bit less hooks. Honestly, that's what I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. And it's just, yeah, like you said, it, it's just, it, it's kind of weird that they both kind of veered off and did that. But, you know, they... they well, they, they come from an event horizon, like both of them. Uh, right. Exactly. Know? Exactly. And uh, Malcolm McLaren, that was uh, kind of shitty of him, whatever. What an asshole, yeah. He's, He's kind asshole. of an asshole, I think. <laughs> All right. But so, uh, so what did he do? He, um, Adam hooked up with Marco... Marco Peroni, uh, Peroni. who uh, had been on in Rima Rima, which was uh, the very first... Thing that was released by the 4AD label. Oh, okay. And okay. Marco Peroni was also in the very first incarnation of Susie and the Banshees. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so for the 100 Club performance, right. you know. And and a uh, great guitar play, really great and well, really like the textures. Inventive. It's it's man, I hadn't heard this record like probably in a year or so. Um, yeah, same, and, same. And I listened to it, and I like you know you forget you know you're like oh amp music whatever. And I, again, I love this shit, but I was like the like the noisy little like there's a feedback lot of, yes there's a lot of noisy um, like stuff a lot guitar of guitar work it's in you know sometimes guitars drums like it's so cool it man it is it's really cool and it's really well done and you know you can't get away it's campy and it's got like swagger to it but yeah it's kitschy in a lot of ways yeah. just because they're, he's hitting so many different things you know but uh, one thing I, I gotta tell you that I read uh, a critic uh, Tim Russell he perfectly described how their particular shtick was, was like pure catnip to him when he was 12 <laughs> like his 12 year old se self he said a pop group who sings about cowboys and Indians and dress like pirates take my parents money <laughs> yeah I mean, right? No, like I, you know, like uh, also, like I have a on my notes. Um, I, I delineate which part of Disney World I think the belong the song belongs in, ah! like in Adventureland, uh, Caribbean Plaza, Frontierland. And not all the songs; some just belong in like Antland. But like, there's yeah. so much like Frontierland shit or Adventureland shit in here. It's incredible, you know. Yeah, it is. All right, so let's dive into the record. Let's get the first track of the great first track this uh, this song i'm sorry it's just great it just, just kills and uh it's great and i think it's his favorite too really is yeah. it okay yeah. all right let's listen to the opening track doggy dog
right right away from the start. We you got the uh, tribal jumps. You got the Brundy beat. You got yeah. You got the uh, spaghetti western uh, guitars, yeah. uh, and and we're like off to the races, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yodeling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, right. Which um, is another big yeah big. Like, uh, hey 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 whistles. Uh, it yipping. I, yeah. I have written here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is, so what is this? This is kind of like a statement of purpose to the other bands and the haters. Like a, a, a lot of this, a lot of this record I feel is him announcing Ant Music and what he's doing yeah, and yeah. himself. Like, and, uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of mottos in here, you know? And sort yeah, of, yeah, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like, you know, building the myth. Yeah. You may not like the things we do. Only idiots ignore the truth. Yeah, no, it's so, it's so good. Like, like for, you know, the 14 year old, you're just like, yes, um. Uh, I want to point out like the guitars as drums here, like oh right, right, chugga chugga guitars, yeah, yeah, like brilliant, but not in a metal way, you know, not Metallica at all. No, 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 not at all. Right, right. And this would be an Adventureland song. Oh, okay, Adventureland. Also, like the guitar, the prank, like is like like I feel like very like Link Ray or something. Oh yeah, you know, Link Ray comes is large on this record for sure. I know, I've I've got that I've got that written down too. And also, um. The it's very impressive the vocals the way the harmonies uh, mm. the the stacked harmonies and they're kind Beautiful. of they're they're not like traditional harmonies they're kind of off and and it's really cool yeah it, and it's very it's very musically adventurous <laughs> it is very adventurous it's mean, very it it's very fresh it's very free it's kind of wild you know it is so I mean, and like you said yeah to a young little twelve uh, year old yeah mm-hmm. I mean how how could you not fall in love with it well this like was a number one record in England I mean they fell in love with it too yes you know? yes all right so he's bringing a uh, new style of music to the kids and he's calling it ant music yeah yeah <laughs> so uh now we get the sort of the uh the theme song let's listen to ant music super now these are the hooks you're talking about yeah, the yeah, hooks that yeah. they did well uh, yeah and like the, there's even drum hooks here like it's interesting like this is like i would consider more like a like a burundi beat variation with disco yeah right uh, right in the last song i had it too and this one like there's there's like drum hooks with like you know oh yeah absolutely absolutely yes. like total drum hooks in this like more and more than you hear like usually in rock music at all right um well and, two drummers he's using two drummers right yeah yeah which, yeah, which yeah. really adds a lot to everything yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think he was trying to do like sort of a Gary Glitter, um, but but it makes a lot of sense because there's so much tribal drumming. Um, or yeah. which is again, I know a problematic word because like which tribe? Um, I, <laughs> I I've been uh, thinking about it. Like I mean, for for some amount of time that I've been listening to like like more African music and Cuban music and whatnot. Right, right, um, right. And uh, and being a fan of this record. I think a lot of it is Burundi, um, like African drumming, like central right, African right. drumming. But I think some of it is also, and I don't know a lot about Native American music, but right. like, but like what I know from like what I've seen on TV or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is I don't know like how authentic it all is, but um, yeah. um, like it does sound like some of the beats are more like Native American like, like sounding, like right. when you know. So. But it's cool because someone, if you hear it and you're interested in interested in it, you could dig back and see what it is and right, the roots no, of it right. and everything, which is cool. You well, know, but but I like the the other people that I know that have like really cool like drumming stuff uh, is um, the Tahitians, but their their stuff sounds different. That sounds you know, different. like they have like okay. different little triplets or whatever. All so, right. well, so. all right, I got to tell you something about this song, Ant Music, that I think is going to blow your mind, Betty, because we've known each other a long time, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something you'd, uh, I don't think you know. Well, how would you know this? But all right. <laughs> Sometime in the, in the, in the, uh, in the early eighties, maybe 80, 81. Oh, I guess it had to be after this record came out, but my high school new wave band, the ex-cons played a battle of the bands at the Agora ballroom. It 
became the uh, Button South, but it was the Agora Ballroom wow. then. And we played, this was one song that we played there. We played amp music wow. <laughs> at the wow. Battle of Bands, and we made it to the finals. I bet. With a song like that? I yeah, mean, well, it's we like- did other, because we, we had some originals, but we didn't have enough originals to play a whole set. So we did some covers, and amp music is one of the covers. And we were beat, the, uh, the winner of the Battle of Bands was a band called The Kids, which had a guitar player, Johnny Depp, who went on to become an actor wow. or whatever. But I, I, I contend... Uh, we introduced Johnny to Adam and the Ants, Adam, and he eventually got like an Indian tattoo in his arm and got really into the oh Indians. Oh my God, dude. But he, he's, he's, but he he's, totally, totally, he's totally playing Adam Ant in the Pirates of the Caribbean I, movies. Uh, thank you. I mean, he <laughs> says it's Keith, Keith Richards, okay. and maybe Keith Richards is sillier than Adam Ant, yeah. but like the look, yeah. those look. And, but he always kind of looked like by Adam By the way, Ant. the first time he heard it was seeing the ex-cons play it. Well, uh, at he, the, he, the always, Ballroom, he, okay? he always, I mean, I was a, you know, like, fan of Johnny Depp growing up, you know, whatever. And he always looked like a younger adamant always to oh, me. Oh, he did. Like, By the always. way, Betty, you know, me and Johnny are exactly the same age, you know. We went to high school together. I so. know, but I... What... <laughs> you know, my, my mom would always say to me, she'd well, go... Adamant is older, you my, know? So, he is like, older. I'm just saying, like, no, jo- Johnny was closer to my age, Can you know? Can I tell you something? <laughs> my, my mom used to say to me, she used to just out of nowhere, she'd go, you know, you're just as good looking as Johnny <laughs> Oh, don't you gotta love moms? You gotta, you like gotta love mom. moms. Yeah, I love you. I, you don't even, we're not, not like barely even the same species. You gotta love moms. <laughs> you do. You gotta love them. All right, so now we get a little spaghetti western tribute to Clint Eastwood, right? Because oh. why not? <laughs> uh, yes, I I want to um I want to say this this is a little bit has to do with the next record. But there's a song called Five Guns West in the, other, in the next record. Oh, and, yeah, that's and, right. Five Guns there, West. And there's a lot of like, uh, and there's some of the yipping yap, and yapping on this record too. <laughs> but like uh, I, a few years ago, I, I bought my first actual Mexican uh, Ranchero Corridos record. Oh, okay. And it's all like, it's all like super like uh, turn of the century, like Mexican um, American War, oh, okay. like styled. Um, right. Uh, uh, like gangster almost but yeah. like gangster like of that time and like you know I had to shoot my horse or whatever yeah, yeah. you know and I drink a lot of tequila but they start off all going you know like I, all, all the songs start like that so like I feel like they must have been listening to some of that to, to Mexican corridos too as an influence to this record uh, probably yeah. probably alright let's listen to Los Rancheros Yes, I, I actually made a little zine about the, the, all the lyrics of this song a few years ago. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, maybe like 15 years ago. Uh, I, there's, I wanted to say two things about this. This is a great song. I know how to play it on guitar and sing to it, which is uh, very few songs oh, nice. I can do that to. This is for Barry, who's not here with us. Okay, that's all right. Well, he, he's still, he, still alive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that sounded this, bad. This song, this song has the clave beat in it, like the pop, pop, Oh, pop, right, right, pop, yes. Pop. Okay, it's got it. And... Um, also, this is not in my notes, but I had a friend growing up who was a little bit older than me, who like always was trying to find like uh, like dirty things, yeah. in like in in songs or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, "What is he saying? What is he saying?" And I'm like, "Clint Eastwood." Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> she was hoping it was something. Yeah, dirty. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Which is, I mean, it's just, so yeah. He starts out with the uh, few dollars more. They'll hang me high. So he's naming Clint Eastwood movies. I didn't think he actually had to say Clint Eastwood in the song. I feel like that's like sort of over. <laughs> Overcooking it. 
Well, it's it, I, it's, I, it's I, kitschy. It's really kitschy. It's real kitschy. I don't mind it. It's like a, it's like a tribute, you know? Like yeah. It's, it's just a, it, oh, it is. Totally, it's an yeah. uber tribute. It is an uber tribute. And you know what? He, he's saying about stuff that he's obviously that he loves and yes. that he's really into and infatuated about. Totally. So like cool. uh, yeah. like I can relate to this. I feel like, uh, you know, like I know different. But still lovable, Ed, like Ed Wood. I feel like yeah, a yeah, lot of right, right, just right. like whatever he liked. I mean, I feel like that's what you should do anyway. And I want to say also one last thing: the song belongs in Frontierland. Oh, course. okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Frontierland. <laughs> are you a Disney person? Like, I don't picture you being a Disney. I, I'm, you I'm like a huge Disney, Disney a, parks, Disney parks. Enigma, you're just an <laughs> enigma, Betty. All right, awesome. I love it. All right, so this next one now, I think as as up and 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 fun as this record is. There's a little uh, darkness in there, a little yes. dark uh, undercurrent, which I want to discuss on this. But let's listen to it a little bit of Feed Me to the Lion. Okay. Too emotional am I. Too emotional am I. So I don't think it's a secret that uh, that he's struggled with mental illness, or, or that's a part of uh, a part of who he is. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I feel like, uh, which a lot of creative, super creative people do, obviously. Yeah. And I feel like he's addressing that in some of these lyrics. You know. I I've never really thought about it so much in this song, but for sure in uh, Ants Invasion. Oh sure. yeah, well, there's a couple of songs, yeah. but where he's talking about uh, emotional, how he's too emotional. Too emotional, am I? With a spirit soaring ten miles high, I sing loud words that make me cry. Oh man, this right? Is so brutal. Yeah, yeah. When you think about yeah. it, so uh, and and I feel like a lot of the whole Indian warrior thing and everything is just like he maybe he felt uh, mm. earlier in his life that he had something inside him screaming to get out, and maybe he couldn't, you know. When he yeah, got, like I don't know what kind of childhood he had, whatever. But uh, this is a lot of this is definitely him sort of coming out of his shell well, maybe he, he had already been um hospitalized once before even he started being adamant oh, um really? yeah he uh it's like in his autobiography like he uh he i think he uh may have tried to kill himself he was hallucinating i don't know i it's been a few years but there there was signs of mental illness or or a history already at this point Right, um, right. But the character Adamant helped him sort of be confident and yeah, yeah, right, whatever. right, exactly. Like his alter ego, yeah, which yeah. is which is cool, which is a cool thing to have. And yeah, this is this a whole song is more of sort of a straight, a punk sounding, like we said, noisy. It's got like those noisy guitars in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I wanted this song. I feel like is different from every song that's come before it um, because it's kind of heavy. Yeah, like, yeah. Musically, <laughs> right, right. Like it's it's heavy without being metal, but it's got like sort of like minor chords and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, and I mean the the guitar tone, Marco's guitar tone, and what he does with his guitars is amazing. But it's also something about the notes. Yeah. Like. Um, okay. And uh, now this next one, this is a song that they put uh, on the American release, and it's actually something from an earlier one because all these, most of these songs he wrote t uh, together with Marco. And this one also rocks pretty hard. Um, yes, I love Press Darlings. This, right. This one is also very heavy. Like. Um, yeah, yeah, um, it is. It is. And uh, also, he, and so he's already playing up uh, a little dig at the press. And this one, I I wrote down. There's a lot of chug a chug in it. Yes. Oh, and also I bring up like the the Kiss guitar slides. Oh, okay. Like, there's a whole bunch of those on this record. There are, right? And I, I and you automatically associate that well, with I Kiss. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't have like a hundred, like hundred million like hard rock records, you know, this exactly. time. Like I had Kiss, you know. They like, were your heart. Yeah. yeah. That's what, okay. And, and then, so like, 
<laughs> I don't know who else does that. Did everyone do it's that? It's a pretty big kiss thing. I'm sure plenty of bands do, um, but it's a pretty big thing. Um, All right, let's listen to a little bit of Press Darling. I think my love of heavy comes from like this this record and you know some of these songs. Oh, I could picture Betty. By the way, you can if we had video, you'd see Betty doing some air drums to the. This yeah, <laughs> this, this this well this I remember playing through like this whole record. It's so much fun, you know. Oh, the, of course. To play now, were you already playing drums at this point, um, or were you just thinking I, about it? I this was all about the same time because I got my first drum set when I was twelve. So oh, nice. so it's wrapped up with the the Go Go's and Adam and the Ants. Right, you know? right, right. I mean, like the the pretend playing drums is wrapped up with the with Kiss. Right, but the real playing drums <laughs> okay, is wrapped good. up with the Go Go's and Adam and the Ants. And I and I feel like this was a great uh, band to be into, but great record to have. Uh, you know what? As like a as a fledgling early drummer, like I, you know, I was thinking about it, and I could see the influence on your drumming yeah. in this record for sure, hundred percent. When I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, oh my god, yeah, I could see that totally, yeah, yeah. So it's there. You can. Uh, all right. So now we get um, campy, uh, another really campy, sinister sounding, uh, more of like a sci-fi thing, which is you got to think that's also something that he was into. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, ants invasion. And uh, I I'm not sure. But this this might be a Sabbath riff. Like this might have might be lifted. Oh, OK. I'm not well, sure. There, there are some I'm, lifted things here I'm, and there on the yeah, record. So I'm going to get to that. <laughs> yep. I'm going to I'm going to spill the beans. Um, Whereas. Press Darlings belonged in Adventureland. This belongs in Antsland, not, you know, in Disney World. Uh, the Toms. Wait, the Toms, is there an Antsland in no, Disney World? No, it, it's in my mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 the Toms are, like, really brutal and great. And uh, the vocals and the backing vocals, like, this this song is killer. 1035, and I hope I made the right decision. Nom, 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 nom. My heart is beating up. So we didn't quite make it to that awesome bridge part, but what are the lyrics what, in the bridge? There, the, uh, if I had the courage, I would make my way home. Too many antics, antics, antics in a forbidden zone. Right. Or in the forbidden zone. But yeah. I, I feel like that I may have read this in a book or like his autobiography or something. That it's a reference to suicide attempt or thinking about suicide. Like this, like, this has to do with his time that he, he was hospitalized before. He became adamant. Oh, okay. So okay. it has something to do with it. Like he heard ants or something. I don't know. Ah, right. Well, yeah. He's got some de- demons going on in there. And speaking of that, speaking of the inner demons, this next song is one for sure. Thematically, I feel like it kind of sums up the whole record and also sums up the whole idea I feel like I have of him where he just has this 
uh, inner, you know, uh, these demons, maybe not demons inside him, but he just has things inside him that he didn't know how to express it before. And he kind of relates it to the Native Americans. He does, yeah, right? Cause, yeah, cause he does. Because I, I feel like the song is is kind of about like like the brutality of colonization, uh, like in the, in the United oh, States, okay. you wow, know, like, really <laughs> like, uh, like it's like you have a knife, you know, and like they, you know, they, they come at you with, with a they gun. They cut you in half with a gun yeah, and yeah, they yeah. give you a band-aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right, so, right, so, right. um, also in my notes, I have written down, um, uh, there's a Burundi beat variation, but, and, and what else? What's link, the link race right. rumble. It's yeah. basically rumble. rumble. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. But it, but, uh, it's but it sounds so different with this bass line and the drums and a way it's sing, they sung over it. It's like they, it's an inc- it's almost like hip hop in a way that they used one thing from another song, oh, which right, is Link right, Ray's right. Rumble, and Link they made Rumble, and then they com- made it. Yeah, they, they definitely made it their own. And I'm glad you mentioned the bass player because I keep forgetting to mention uh, Kevin Mooney, who's you know, a great I've, bass player. I want to say a couple things about Kevin Mooney. <laughs> Go ahead. Kevin Mooney is a great bass player. Also, he he wrote and played on my favorite Sinead O'Connor song, which is Just Call Me Joe. Oh, really? Yeah, Marco Peroni actually uh, is on that record, too. Oh, uh, nice. On the first record. All right, Jump, cool. uh, I can't remember. Is it Jump in the River? I can't remember. Anyways, um, I also read that Adam redid all the bass tracks on this record well because Kevin was fucking off or whatever oh. or he didn't like it or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. But I don't know. Okay. Like, you know, like, you know, huh. what, what's the truth? What's, what's the myth? And what's, right. you know... Um, I, I mean, because it sounds, you know, we didn't mention uh, Terry Lee Mial and uh, Merrick. We said Chris uh, used the drummers, but he had a really good band. And and Chris used to also produce the record. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, because the rhythm section uh, that left for Bow Wow, that was a fucking killer rhythm. Dave Barb are, is like yeah. one of my favorite drummers ever. Yeah, he's like, like unbelievable. It's like it's almost like they needed two drummers. To, to well, do it's he a, does. it's different. It's, it is it's different. different. It is. It's it different. Is. Like in a way, I feel like this is so much more pastiche. This is so much more collage. Pastiche, like that's a good word. You know, yes, like that's good. it's yeah. it's like a little bit like Absolutely. it's 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 almost direct collage. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's almost like like samples. Uh, cut and paste, like uh, cut yeah. and paste. Yeah. It's almost like totally sampling whereas like Bow Wow is seems more like they were jamming songs in a room right like right, this right. seems much more built uh, like on paper or like by two people and telling like the drummers what to play or something like now you'll play the beat from this song or yeah yeah it yeah, just yeah. Be, it seems more like that and awesome. I also before we go any further I want to say like I the pastiche makes me think um it's more on the next record and not much on this one, but I, it makes me think that like they must have again. This is the seven or the early '80s, but they must have grown up with exotica music, which actually, even though it doesn't sound like this, but having like the drum beats from other places and having it sound like oh, mysterious okay, okay. or whatever. Okay. Like in a way, I feel like it's it's like heavy punk exotica music, uh, like in a okay. way. All right. Know? Well, that sounds uh, that sounds valid. All right, let's listen to a little bit. here i yeah I, I i really feel like he's talking about himself when he says now's the time i must digress from going through the motions take my head out of its sling and free the warrior yeah which is him freeing the warrior himself so it's, it's sort of someone that struggled with feeling helpless yeah. in their life but yeah at the end when he goes killer in the home and then killer is the home wow well he, he also he had been married before, oh really? Yeah, he had been oh, married uh, when he was still Stuart Goddard, and uh, that didn't work out. And uh, oh. he, like he, <laughs> it didn't. No, he had to become Adam Ant or whatever. Um, the line "killer in the home," like again, when I was talking about, he's like talking about his problems in relationship to 
the Native Americans or at, when they were called then American Indians. Oh, like right, the right. plight. Yeah. Um, having the killer in your home, you know? Oh, like, okay, right, like right, actually, right. Yeah. And then this line, they, they cut you in a half with a gun and uh, give you a Band-Aid. So, yeah, he's not, even though he's appropriating quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> he would be accused today, uh, obviously, of cultural appropriation. I don't know if I really buy into all that because intent and how you do something means a lot to me, you know, and, and, uh, and, that, and, that, and that says a lot. And you can't I, just, you know, I mean, if, I, if someone loves something and appreciates it and wants to present it a certain way, I mean, come on. I think, I think, I think it would be hard for an artist to make a record like this just because like they would be thinking like it would like how it would be received. Right. I think um, it would be very cringy, very cringy, but I don't think it would be like, you know, this person, you know, can't be around us anymore or something. It's uh, different. You remember Outkast got shit, uh, got shit on when the video for Hey Ya because they did like a, an, uh, an, uh, Indian thing, an American Indian thing with Heya, and they got some shit for it. But that was different because they were just sort of, it didn't have really much to do with the song or anything except the fact that they were saying Heya. So yeah. it wasn't this, it like, wasn't like the same thing. This you was know? like 1980, 1981, right? Uh, I know that um, when he was touring the United States, uh, there was some tribal leaders or something that wanted him to like stop wearing like the white, the white, um, oh, okay. the white that, line that or something. Paint. And he invited them this, as... His version of the story goes, he invited them to come see his show. And he said, if you still think that I'm disrespecting you, I'll do it. And that they came to the show and they loved it. And he could kept. Wi- they probably said, this guy's crazy. Don't yeah. worry about yeah, it. But, but, you know, it was only like, it, like the very next year he had a different makeup scheme. Yeah. Like the very next yeah, album. He did. He and changed. then by Friend or Foe, he had no, no war paint. I mean, they had given him like this, like choker. As gratitude, I think, for like stopping to wear the white stripe. Oh, okay. You know? Well, that's nice. That's so, nice. like, so <laughs> that's I, I wouldn't say it's like necessarily like blackface, but like I know, like I remember watching this like live concert footage of footage of him, and for the white line to even show up because he's a pale like English guy. Yes, I know. Like they would have to redden up his face. <laughs> So there would be a contrast. So you'd even see it. But it's, yeah. So <laughs> like, so, so you could see the white line. So That's problematic. It is so a little it's, problematic. It's, yeah, it's problematic. All right. So if we uh, we are talking about the record, so you flip the record over and this Kings of the Wild Frontier was actually the first single from this. And it didn't, I think, can you imagine when this came out, people didn't know what the hell to make of it. Because this is actually, this is a really cool, interesting song, but it's pretty... Uh, Okay. Bizarre Let as me, a single, this, right? This song, if you if you listen, and I hope you you know you put it up here yes. while we're talking to Burundi Black, it actually sounds a lot like Burundi Black. Oh, okay. Like, All right. It's I not will. it's not it's not one to one exact, but it but you're like it's there. wow, like I can see oh, how okay. they took kind of some like structures of the song or something. Wait, 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 wait. No, Who is the king of the wild frontier? Davy Crockett. Oh yeah, that's right. so. This belongs in fucking Frontierland. Oh, I told okay. you, man. All right, there you go. <laughs> I love how you're. I love how you're sticking with it, Betty. All right, let's listen to Kings of the Wild Frontier. A new family of wild nobility. We are the family. A new family of wild nobility. We are the family. So, wh- 
But yeah, I was what just, were saying, you just saying I, this is like the manifesto, right? For yeah, the whole, like the whole movement. Because he's got right, because he's got the the Indian stuff in there, and he's got the ant ant music in there. But he's saying like. I feel beneath the white, there's a red skin suffering from centuries of oh. teeming. I feel beneath the white. It's like, you're not American Indian. Yes, this is, this is, I actually have LOL in my notes. Like, like this is so cringy. Like, dude, you're, I mean, he's one quarter like Romany gypsy or something, oh. but he is not Native American. <laughs> but you know? he kind of owns up to it at the end when he says, and even when you're healthy and your color schemes uh, delight, down below those dandy clothes, you're just a shade too that white. That is funny, He's right? sort of self, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shade <laughs> too white. Owning himself there. It's so weird, right? Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, but he is. So maybe he, he I, I think he sort of realized maybe. No, I, I, I have, I have, uh, I have LOL on, on both of them. I have wild, I have LOL on wild nobility. And I have LOL on shade too white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shade too white. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I, and and I have these lyrics are ridiculous. <laughs> they, they're kind of ridiculous, but the but the music, like I said, the music is really cool in this song. Yes. It's very it like goes places you don't think when you think about it in the eighties and like new wave. It's like this was pretty it, nothing, different. Nothing sounds like <laughs> this. Did, nothing nothing else sounds like, like this. It. No, not nothing. Really. So I have uh, again uh, Adventureland and Frontierland. It fits in either. Oh yeah, okay, definitely either one. All right, and I have a feeling where this next one is gonna uh, fit. And you know what I realized, Betty? They're also they're very, he's being very clash like in the way that he's attempting to mythologize the, the band because the Magnificent Five. I think he's talking about the five people in the band and their band. You know, which the the Clash would do that a lot. You know, yeah. Well, them, the Clash is uh, Magnificent Seven. All that. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that, they were talking about the days of the week. Actually, oh, like I, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Well, there you go. All right, let's listen to a little bit of The Magnificent Five. That heavy guitar part in this song yeah. is awesome. But the rest it, of it's just like, eh, it's, but it's that fine. song, yeah, but that riff uh, sort of makes it. That yeah, that's a, it's a great hook. Like it's so good that they're like, this song's okay, but it, it's got this. This hook is so yeah. good that it, it's it's. You won't skip the song just so you could hear that hook. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, and then also this next one, I feel like even though it's called "Don't Be Square, Be There," it's kind of like an amp music part too because he's he's talking about the amp music and one. No, okay, I want to say Good. a few couple of things about this. Good. Uh, an earlier, in the first ants, the first version of the ants, I don't know how early or late it was, but they actually did a cover of YMCA um, oh, from okay. the Village People called right, right. ANTS. You know? <laughs> of course they uh, did. ANTS, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, and um, I think this is related to that a little bit. Also, the refrain of this song is taken right out of um, the bridge of. The English version of Dorker's White Sox, the record, right. has a song called Car Trouble Part One. Oh, which is great. I love Car Trouble Part One and Two. You, I love oh, those. Well, those Car are Trouble great. Part you know you know which one it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's weird ass song, dun, right? Dun, dun, right. Dun, well dun, it's got yeah. it's got this sort of outro bridge or it's not no, it's not the outro because the outro is the drums. It's like yeah, yeah. It, there's this bridge in there that is like one of my favorite things I've ever heard in my life. It's really cool. It's yeah, the it is. it's yeah. the most incredible bridges ever. It's like what is this madness? Well they borrow most most of it for the refrain of this song. Oh, okay. Uh, it's almost the same. It's just a little bit cooler in Car Trouble Part 1. Right. But it's so good that it's a great 
refrain for this song. Um, He's got a good line in here. You you may not like it now, but you will. Yes, I the have that. The future will not have, stand still, I right? That, I have that written. I have it Look written, it which I feel like is like great, like brainwashing. It like is, for like, yes. you know, like a cult, like you might not like it now, but, but you, you will. With such nerds, Betty. Wait, also one last. Oh, no, good, good. Okay, go ahead. one last thing. Last, I, the, because of this also. I don't know if it had been introduced previously or not. The slogan for the band Amp Music for Sex People. Yeah. And then Sex Music for Amp People makes it so that you understand that ant is equal to sex. Okay. Now, I've, all right. This is good. I'm glad you brought this up because I'm going to ask you a 12 year old Betty, do you have, what do you, what do you think of all this? I don't know. I was like, all my, <laughs> you, you know, know, I was right? beginning. No, I was, you know, oh. already, like, I was, I'm, I'm Cuban. Like, I got my period when I was 10. Oh, okay. Like I, I, I was, know. yeah. Is I, that a Cuban thing? I no, no. It's just uh, <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of my my people. I was early anyway, but okay. uh, yeah, but sounds pretty but early. a lot of Hispanic people uh, get it earlier. Okay. Than you know some other people. How about your mom? If your mom like walked by your room and you just when you were listening See, to that, see, this is she... the beauty of being a um, Cuban refugee with older parents. They like their English wasn't great. Oh, so they wouldn't and know what the hell they didn't is. really like. They said, "Oh, that sounds they good." They didn't really pay that <laughs> much attention nice. to any of the lyrics of anything good. that I listened to. You're lucky. All right, now <laughs> let's listen to "Don't Be Square Be There." Socks in there. Marketing the last record. There what a brilliant fucker! <laughs> <laughs> so where does this where does this song gonna go in uh in uh does this have a place? This song? this uh it, no it doesn't. No, it, doesn't. it must be an Antland. The does. next one obviously does. All right, so you okay. could get a case of whiplash because we we've been uh, digging a lot into the Native Indian thing and the music thing, but what do we have ignored a little? The pirates. <laughs> The pirates. <laughs> so we got to do something for the pirates. So let's listen. Okay. We t- we'll talk about it. Let's listen to okay. a little bit of Jolly Roger. In days old when ships were vultures like the men who sailed them. And if they showed us disrespect, we tied them up and failed them. Often men the low degree and often men of steel. They'd make you off the plank alone or haul you around the keel. Jolly Roger, heist there, Jolly Roger, heist there, Jolly Roger. It's your money that we want, and your money we shall have. I love this song so much. Okay, I love this it's song. Really fun. It's uh, it's like all like the whole rest of the record. It's so much fun to sing along with. It's like oh yeah, we were just totally yeah, singing along to it. Uh, yeah. We were just talking about the timpanis. Yeah, the, the timpanis are the only drums in this song. You yeah. know, like uh, this song reminds me so much of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, like yeah. even even the Yoho Pirates Life for me song. Of course, it's like a great like almost sea shanty. Also, I want to say this song is um, I I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it or not. This song is. A rip off like his song is stolen the original song is that this is yeah they changed the lyrics and they made it about pirates it's called march of the mcgregors it's uh from a movie morricone wrote the song oh really uh, there's you know you were saying this whistling part yeah. they even have 
the whistling part. Oh, it's kind of that. fucking crazy. You know, that's why it it's, probably sounds so yes familiar. Yes, because I'm it's, sure I watched. The, I don't know what movie yeah. it was in. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a Morricone song. Oh, I'm, well. I'm sure they got. They were, I'm sure they, they were sued. I know they got sued for a bunch of things. Oh, did they? And I'm sure they had to pay out. Um, right. But I love the song anyway. It's one of my favorite sea shanties. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, a sea sh- sea um, it's it's just as good as Yo Ho Pirate Life for me. I think it's better as a pirate song than as whatever the fuck Morricone it's had really it be good. about. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, your money that we want, and, and your, your money, money we, we don't have. have. Which is kind of if you're cynical, you're seeing it as foreshadowing for how successful uh, he would become in this. Well, yeah, and he's become. like, you know, well, it's and stand deliver. Now again, not this record. Like they're like it was uh, uh, be stealing your attention. You oh know? right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's there you go. Um, all right, so now we get uh, another pre. This song is Peroni great. song. Yeah, that they put in. Like, why did they have no. to put this in the American release? Why wasn't it on the original release? Because this is a fucking great song. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was some rights or something. Like, I want to say a couple things about the song before you play it. Go ahead. This is, this uh, physical is, I, this again, is not one of those songs I could play and sing at the same time. It's in, in the, the category. Why hasn't, just a quick question before you go on. Why hasn't Holly Hunt ever... Uh, covered this, done a cover of this. Uh, we should, right? Yeah, we should. <laughs> Duh. Well, we need somebody to sing it. Okay. Right, uh, uh, anyways, this fucking song. Adam told Marco when they were gonna record it that this was a fuck song. Oh. Okay. okay. Which you can kind of like. It's. Oh yeah. It, it's yeah. like totally. Um, I want to say this is the third version of this um, recorded that I have. Yeah. Um, this is the first Marco version. This oh, is, okay, okay. This is the superior version. This is the best version. The other one is almost there, but then the refrain is like, you're so physical. I don't know. It's bunk. It's oh, not okay. like... It's no, not, this is like this is, sludge rock. This yeah. is like a precursor to sludge yeah. rock. And it's the Link Ray thing again. You get it's, the Link Ray again. But it's so... But this, this is... Uh, possibly with some of like the the extra stuff. I think this is just because um, this is an old Adam song. Right, like, right, right, right. By himself. Yeah. Um, this is the song that they would end sets with, like you know, like oh yeah, like an excess totally has that. like yeah, you know, yeah. don't change, and right, U two right. has forty or whatever. The this was the the last song. This is a song that Adam Adamant would take his shirt off, you know, and be all like almost like like he's like stripping, you know, oh, okay, stripping for okay. you, and and listen to all the feedback in this. Oh yeah, I know. It's like, like I said, it's a precursor to like sludge rock, and it's heavy as fuck. It's heavy as fuck. And I know uh, Nine Inch Nails. I'm sure people have heard Nine Inch Nails oh, does a cover. Yeah, of it. That's yeah, really it's good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's not as good as this version. It's not. Nothing no, is because no. it's really good. All right, let's listen to a little bit of physical. Yo, so physical. Yo, so physical. out to it here it's yeah it's heavy uh it's uh, what else do you want what more do you want so um yeah but it and it's kind of uh, that's why the record as a whole the english version doesn't have the song on it which to me blows my mind it does yeah like i'm like i'm so sorry for you guys 
Yeah, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> For so many reasons, that's just one of them. Oh, no. Um, like all that. right. And so this one, it, so it ends out with probably the strangest, to me, this is the strangest song on the record, which is not nece- necessarily bad, but uh, musically, because musically it's really cool and interesting. But uh, again, you have the problematic cultural <laughs> appropriation. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I, I used to have this book with interviews with Adam, and uh, I have you know a lot of memories of this kind of stuff. And I think he said, you know, that the song was, you know, about like uh, the the like a code that because who knows which group of Native Americans he was fucking talking about because there's like a lot of different right. tribes Black with different names ideas. A bunch of Blackfoot, Pony, like, Cheyenne, Crow. Right, it's, yeah, Blackfoot, uh, Blackfoot, Pony, Cheyenne, Crow, Apachia, Arapaho. But he, uh, he was uh, he was saying like the human beings were like some sort of concept of you know that like. I don't know something Some like, concept. He like had a, obviously this is all a concept in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I like the song. It's it's, it's cool. I think it's, it's I think it's, it's weird. A, it's cool. I think it's a really good outro. You know, it like is. after physical, after like you've just like exhausted yourself. Yes. With physical, like this is this like a like a chill out. A chill out outro. outro. All right, cool. Let's listen to the UNB. Again, more of those guitar tones from Marco that are really cool. That really add a lot to the record, and make uh, and make it like we said. It, it's a yeah, it's a kitschy, and it's it's like kind of all over the place in his you know in the things that he's obsessed with and he loves. But at the end of the day, nothing else is like this. Record. I know, but I I also want to I want to say I feel like that's totally valid. You know, I feel like being obsessed with whatever different ideas you have. Oh yeah, yeah going sure, on your mind and, and making an art thing. Yeah, you know about that is is it's kind of my bread and butter anyway. So <laughs> like is, I right? so I feel like you know this I I love this record. It's a little cringy in spots, but I also I realize uh, the time it came out in, and even still, I feel like. He's trying to respect it, even though it's like, dude, you 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 did yeah. put like you're a pale white guy <laughs> from England. <laughs> you put makeup on your face, I you know, know that's kind of weird. But uh, but uh, like I said, Betty, I love the fact that you uh, that you love what you love, and you don't, you know, you don't, uh, you know, shun things that you love when you were younger, and that's awesome. And thank you, you were the one to do this record. Honestly, if my if if I could have gotten in touch with Johnny Depp, I would have probably given the record to him because he would have done it. But you're you're the perfect person. <laughs> to do this record uh and thank you so much for being on the show thanks for having me again yes it was great i'm glad only in person now right yes this is very nice there's no there's no like delay like i'm not laughing like but in but it has three seconds later it has to be in miami because god forbid you guys ever go into oh no yeah hey you know what savick is going to be playing in broward oh really yes how are you how are you guys gonna get there in in vehicles with wheels I think we're playing it like the 26th or something Saturday. I don't know when this awesome. airs. No, this will go out way. This will air way after that. We're oh, very, okay. We're like three or four weeks in it, but don't worry. <laughs> okay. I'll let you know. No worries. Thanks again for coming on the Thank show. You. You're Thank a great you. guest as always. Uh, don't forget, guys, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, it's at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high. At Twitter, it's uh, at TRGMH Podcast. Betty, so if someone wants to check out Savick or Holly Hunt, what's the best place for them to go? Uh, Holly Hunt. 
at you know Bandcamp, you know whatever. Yep. Okay. Uh, Savik's on Bandcamp. We're all both on Instagram. And Savik is S A A B I K. It's double A. Um, also, I encourage you to check out um, uh, my Instagram, Beat My Guests. Uh, oh, there you go. Beat um, My Guest at Beat My Guest. Beat yeah. My Guest, which is an Adam and Ann song. Um, uh, and from there, there's a link tree that you can you know go to other things like yeah. you know art stuff or whatever all right awesome oh yeah because i, I did mention I, I at the beginning i said you're an artist but you're an awesome artist that thank, is thank an you, awesome artist much. and it's great i know i love i know all these artistic cool people and it's great yes and you're one of them too oh nice. thank you yeah. that's so sweet that's not true <laughs> uh don't forget you can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com and don't forget guys patreon if you want to support the show go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh you become a patron of the show uh like our newest patrons keep the show and woody and we love all you guys. I love all my patrons. Thanks a lot uh, for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Betty. We'll see you guys next week. We are out of here.